Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Audible is a cinematic and immersive coming-of-age documentary following Maryland School for the Deaf high school athlete Amari McKinstry and his close friends as they face the pressures of a senior year, grappling with the realities of venturing off into the hearing world. Amari and his teammates take out their frustration on the football field as they battle to protect an unprecedented winning streak while coming to terms with the tragic loss of a close friend. The film is called Audible. It's currently available on Netflix. It's been shortlisted for Academy Award consideration for Best Documentary Short. We're joined today by the director, Matt Ogans. Matt, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. This is a terrific film um, on many levels, uh, uh, not the least of which is the intimacy that you're able to establish with Amari and Lyra, Jalen, his dad. There's so many people in the film that we, I feel like we really get to know, uh, but it's also about something else. It's about school. It's about things that are happening in every every kid's life. How did you come to this project? Um, I mean, it took over 10 years. I, I came, I connected with it in a, a few ways. So I grew up about 30 minutes away from the school uh, and my best friend since, my, still my best friend since I was seven, eight years old is deaf. And so in some ways, it was a way for me to connect with him, you know, a curiosity. Once I became a filmmaker early on, I, I kind of found the school. Um, I directed a series of commercials uh, for a brand, high school football teams around the country. This was one of them. So it brought me home into a subject matter that was close to me. And I stayed in touch with the school and it took me over 10 years to finally get it made, which is lots of stops and starts and ups and downs, um, but also, most importantly, gaining the trust of the school and the deaf community there and um, kind of being invited in. And that's what I was alluding to just a minute ago, and that is everyone feels very comfortable with the camera around them. There's And, and that gives this film uh, a, such a... Uh, well, intimate's the word, but it just feels so, I feel like I'm part of their lives. I mean, I, what can I say? It just feels like as, as I'm hearing these conversations and watching what they're doing, it just, it, it's a real, excuse me, it's a real strength of the film. Um, Omari, how did you land on him as a, as a big part of this story? So it's interesting. So I, I knew I wanted to have a senior because coming of age and especially uh, for someone that's deaf, graduating, going out more into the hearing world, you know, that's a pivotal moment. It's a pivotal moment for anyone to graduate high school. And so what that meant is over that 10 years of trying to get it made, that meant I had to recast every year because they'd graduate, right? And so, you know, when I'd go visit my family, I'd stop in at the school every year or two. And when Amari was a junior, I went back interviewed a bunch of the kids and Amari's story struck out to me in that, you know, a lot of times you might think, oh, it's a sports documentary. Let's get, you know, the wide receiver, the running back or the quarterback. I don't look at this as a sports documentary. It's a coming of age story, sports, football. That's one facet of many teenagers lives. 
uh, and a great metaphor, right, for life. So, you know, he tells me about his father. First of all, his hearing, his parents are hearing. Oh, that's interesting. Do they know sign language? Not great. There's tension there. My dad left around the time I became deaf because he got meningitis when he was young. There's tension. And then he tells me about Teddy, and I don't want to give too much away on here. And Teddy, in a way, is the catalyst for why Amari is friends with, with Jalen in the film, right? A deaf football player and a deaf gay male cheerleader becoming great friends, right? Over, over a shared experience. Um, and I thought that really spoke a lot to what some kids in the deaf community go through, what happened to Teddy and, and, and as a cautionary tale. Not everyone, some. Right. I, I want to get into the to the school in a second. I want to ask you about that because mm-hmm. it's it's uh, I mean it's a big part of the story. But there is also another aspect to um, to Amari that was controversial. I don't know if it still is within the deaf community, but he also uses a cochlear. Is yeah. that something? Again, I'm not even sure if this is a line of questioning. No, it's it's okay. I know I know what where you're going with it. You know, if this was a, a a feature, we may have explored it more. But it was really more of a character driven film. I didn't want to make that a huge story point. In other words, every death film, or you don't have to get into that. But yes, I've heard that it. I, I don't want to use the word controversial, but some people that have cochlear implants don't feel comfortable wearing them. And some people in the deaf community frowned out, frown upon um, getting them and using them. But I, I don't want to get too into that because I feel like since I'm not deaf, it wouldn't be appropriate, but you're not out of line for asking that. That is a, a topic for sure. Well, it's just another aspect to his multifaceted personality. That Just yeah. one thing about him that makes well, him really compelling. Uh, I think another way to answer it is, you know, he, he very early on the film says he uses the cochlear implant to listen to music and doesn't anywhere else. You don't see it again in the film. And you can take that different ways. But, you know, the, the people in my film don't consider themselves as disabled. Being deaf is a culture and a community. American Sign Language is a official language. Amari told me himself that if he had a choice, he, if he could get his hearing back, he wouldn't take it. And so perhaps that's one reason he doesn't wear it because he's good with who he is. Yeah. And that's part. And that's, again, kind of the overarching theme of the film as well is these the kids in this school are comfortable with themselves. They're comfortable with the world they live in. Yeah. It's the outside world that will well, they'll be bumping up against and we'll have to which is where the film ends that's where they're going to be that's where they are now right right the school itself the maryland school for the deaf mm-hmm. uh, what a again what a wonderful institution what a what it what a character building institution it seems to yeah. be we got the football team but it feels like it's a place a very special place yeah it's uh now i think it's in its 152nd year don't quote me. I think it's the second oldest deaf school in the country. <laughs> I'm giving you history lesson. And <laughs> Lewis and Clark stopped on that property uh, as part of their, you know, expedition. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like a, you know, a utopia, right? And you can be anyone or anything because they have this shared bond. You know, this one, they have a sense 
that's missing or, you know, not all there. Right. And so that's going to be a bigger bond than me or you share. Right. Yeah. It's not just as we're from the same place or we like the same hobbies or whatever. You know what I mean? That's a pretty big bond. Um, and then you're right. You know, when you leave that campus, um, what's that like? The film is called Audible. We're speaking with the director of the film, and that would be Matt Ogans. And it's been shortlisted for an Academy Award consideration for Best Documentary Short. The style of the film is so beautiful. It's The cinematography is just spectacular. The way that you're able to kind of get inside all of the different movements within the football game and within their lives, it just feels uh it's just quite an accomplishment the way you went about it. And this goes to the level of even the way it was lit. And, and there's just so many things that are, are visually compelling about this film. Any comment on that? I mean, what were you? Yeah. Going? I mean, and that was intentional. Um, there's a couple things, you know, this is just me want to push the limits in documentary visually too. And often it's just the way my brain works. I think more narratively in terms of the visuals and the authenticity of course comes from the characters and what happens within the four walls of the frame. And so I certainly don't ever tell people what to say, but there are moments where I may light something intentionally to create a moment, a stylistic moment, but not as a gimmick that says something. Now that doesn't mean I would do that for every film, but I always want to challenge myself visually of what's appropriate for that film. And I try to not do anything conventionally in anything I do. With this one, I, I spent a lot of time with Amari and the kids at school. I spent a lot of time with teenagers. I mentor a young uh, female filmmaker at NYU Film School. And I talk to all of them. What do you listen to? What do you watch? Give me your playlists. Uh, what are your goals? What scares you? What are you dealing with? And that helped me because I didn't want to make an observational film with Audible where I was telling their story. I just wanted them to tell their story. So I try to kind of recreate the way they think and in their brain and give it that sort of kaleidoscope of colors, um, that dreamlike world to make it feel like they're telling their story as much as I could. And that it's, it's, a, it's an audio-visual immersive experience. And, you know, I have to hand that to a lot of people like Billy Pena, our DP, you know, our colorist, Paul Yukona. But even the editor, Darren, Darren Roberts, sound design, music, all those things coming together makes you feel something. Yeah, and thank you. You said audio and visual because, again, that's the other, that's the other half of this. Film is also an audio um, medium, and I love the sound design in this film, just so compelling. And so it just brings um, another layer of um, interest in, 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 tell, in the telling of the story. I just, it was really great stuff. The, the audio in this is, it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> half the battle, um, half the battle is just collaborating with the right people, right? That connect with the material. It's not just a job to them. I mean, I got a lot of people that worked on this film, you know, did it out of passion, you know, make way more money on huge budget narrative films. So you have Jackson Greenberg as our composer and for sound design and mix, Derek Varendorf Horst and, and Eric Norris, we, they collaborated together because I look at it all as a soundscape. I wanted to 
make you feel something. And in talking to Amari and some of the kids, and they talked about the more bassy sounds, the sounds with dissonance and distortion. And so I try to do some of that and have some of the low end stuff come through, but also kind of have a spectrum of sounds, right? From completely silent to vibrant and saturated sounds and things in between like muffled and distant and try to, you know, make you feel something. Well, what the, what is said in the film, I, um, I believe it was Jalen, the cheers, the cheerleading squad is kind of keyed into the vibration. So is Amari, he's keyed into yeah. the vibrations yeah. of, of the things around him. And you just, again, you're able to really bring that home in the way that the sound design is, is made up in this film. It just really adds, uh, I've never seen a documentary as, as, as well done in, in this regard in, in as far as sound is concerned. So my, again, it's a congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's terrific. Um, there's just so many interesting characters. I mentioned Lyra and, and you mentioned Jalen as well. And then, and then there's Teddy. Teddy is kind of the, the spiritual through line in this film. And he's a character in the film, even though I, again, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just, there's just so many compelling elements in the film. And uh, he's a catalyst in a way, right? Yes, a catalyst. Good way to put it. So, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so, so much, much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Again, the film is called Audible. Um, and as, as I've been saying, it's a shortlisted for an Academy Award consideration for documentary short, and it is available on Netflix. And um, I'm sure that's been quite a bump. And also, Congratulations on working with Peter Berg, who who uh, is quite a, a compliment. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. But yeah, yeah, you know, and also Niall DeMarco, our other executive producer, yeah. is a, I'd say, a celebrity in the deaf world. He's deaf. He went to Maryland School for the Deaf. His brother is one of the assistant coaches, and he's a, got a big following. He has a book coming out. But he's one of the executive producers because I did. we didn't make this film just for the hearing audience. We made it as much, maybe more so for the deaf audience and with the people in the film and with Niall, who's deaf, who helped me get it right. And little things like even how subtitles and, and captions come up, it's not as simple as just plug and play. Like how they came up, the timing, you wouldn't know it, but we spent a lot of time on that. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, last year, Sound of Metal, very much it's somewhat the same vein of, of sort of our understanding a deeper understanding of the world of of the deaf and this is certainly in, in that catalog of film yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm trying to represent them and uh yeah well, you, the did, playing field. you did well so matt ogans thank you so very thank much you. for your time thank today you. uh the film again called audible check it out on netflix thank you so much Thanks, come man. back anytime You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.